0: Aldi is hosting National Hiring Week for stores September 12th through the 18th. Over the past several years, we've grown rapidly, expanding from coast to coast. That means more opportunities for you to join our store teams across the country. You'll also benefit from our newly increased wages. During National Hiring Week, qualified candidates will be invited to interview on-site and may receive same-day job offers. Join us and apply online at careers.aldi.us radio. Welcome to more. Aldi is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.
1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off.
2: And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, I guess I better get the mic close to my face.
3: We are live, but we gotta let it breathe just for a moment as we bring on... Facebook, and then we're going to get this party started proper. Exciting, exciting times in Broncos country. We got a lot to talk about. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, just like we promised when we left Monday night, hey, the next time you hear from us, there will have been official Denver Broncos football activity as camp kicked off today. We're going to grab Luke Patterson, who was there for us. But how are you, buddy?
4: Doing pretty well. You know, I'm excited that football's back. Today was a busy day overall. I'm happy to hear from Luke, who was, you know, at ground zero when uh, he had eyes on the situation. It's better than just reading tweets and going off of other people's information. So, again, I'm happy it's uh, a normal training camp and a normal summer in uh, Dove Valley.
3: Guys, in a normal podcast, if we're having a guest on, even one of our great podcast host here at MHH we might go through a segment we might go through matters of business but we're gonna grab Luke right now because we're chomping at the bit here he is one of the co-hosts of the Mile High Insiders podcast every Saturday night of course 6 p.m out and 8 p.m eastern here he is Luke Patterson he's been covering training camp and is going to continue to cover training camp for us Luke thanks for making time my friend great article today first things first though how are you my friend
5: uh, happy to be here, man. I'm happy football is back in the Mile High City. It was awesome to see about 900 members of Broncos country out there today. No one panic. I know there's a lot of panic out there. Only 900 people. Look, it was 95 degrees out there. People are on vacation. The pads aren't popping yet, so there is no need to panic at all about fan attendance. Football is back in the Mile High City.
3: Yeah, it's got to be. You know, it's a little bit surreal when you when you think about how apocalyptic last year felt, you know, and everything getting canceled. And then at the 11th hour, the NFL pulls through and says, no, we're having a season. You just appreciate the little things when you have it. And a little thing might be, hey, fans can show up to training camp. Hey, we actually have a training camp. Uh, it's it's cool. But first things first, let's get to business, my friend. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Now, your article, and I'll pull it up uh, as I serve this over to you. I'll get it up so everyone can kind of see here. You said Drew Locke won the day, barely. elaborate on how things played out what you saw between drew and teddy bridgewater offense came out looking pretty good chad Uh,
5: i was pretty surprised if i'm going to be honest offense is typically especially if you're the denver broncos offense started off very slow in the regular season heck back to otas and minicamp a couple years ago last time i was out there but teddy bridgewater looked good drew lock looked good It's a slight edge for Drew Locke, but I think if you're a Broncos fan, you should feel very optimistic. I know Aaron Rodgers, the news of him staying in Green Bay has got a lot of people upset. But all things considered, I saw a slight edge to Drew Locke today, something I think that's been missing. Oftentimes we talk about his swag. I saw confidence today and drew lock. And I liked that a lot. Also saw a lot of leadership in Teddy Bridgewater. Saw him yucking it up with Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan and Justin Simmons about football. Uh, Didn't look like they were joking and laughing. Looked like a lot of pointing and backpedaling and things of that nature. So I think both quarterbacks are truly embracing this competition, but to go throw for throw with these guys without any sort of context is just irresponsible and silly reporting in my my point of view uh so we just got to kind of take it day by day and it's got to be a process that comes to fruition as a whole now you did see drew lock throw a touchdown pass today it was it was awesome it was locked to trinity benson um who had a surprising day for the denver broncos trinity benson also caught a touchdown pass from brett rippon brett rippon's throwing a kj hamler touchdown pass so when we talk about quarterbacks, don't forget Brett Ripon, who did throw two touchdown passes compared to Drew's one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater missed Tyree Cleveland, just barely in the end zone on a go route. Uh, some people are saying Tyree Cleveland could have caught it. I think if Teddy Bridgewater hits that deep throw, those are some of the same throws that we've been teased with throughout this offseason. season uh, that the Broncos promotional staff, those videos that they're putting together. Maybe if Teddy hits that throw, he wins the day. But for me, Drew Locke, Just a slight edge, but if you're a Broncos fan, feel confident about this competition. It looked good in day one.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, even though Teddy Bridgewater, his calling card, is supposed to be accuracy, so it's kind of ironic. He's missing a deep ball on day one, and it's unfortunate as well that didn't K.J. Hamler kind of come up lame? He kind of tweaked or had some tightness in his hamstring. We have to monitor that a little bit, so going forward, because that was an issue for him last year. But uh, getting off quarterbacks for a second, Luke, Another receiver that came to play today, that came to play the entire offseason was Jerry Judy. Can you tell you know, us about what he did today? He was catching everything, thank God, not dropping everything, and he had a good rapport with both quarterbacks. How did he look to you?
5: He looked like the player with the most energy on the field, Zach. Something that I can't believe I'm saying because Jerry Judy is very mild mannered, uh, except for when he was on social media last year, right? And everybody was freaking out, including me, had my old man get off the grass moments, but Jerry Judy, I think has definitely taken this off season seriously. He had energy. He was trying to get the fans going as he's walking into the end zone. Uh, he was finishing his plays, finishing his routes. The guy has not dropped a pass, since the 2020 season. That's going back to rookie minicamp and OTAs because Lord knows if he did, we would all hear about it. Uh, Jerry Judy, he's getting the hype I think that he deserves. I'm feeling a lot better about Jerry Judy because I was so concerned with his uh, his hands, his drops, those 10 drops last year absolutely killed him. Uh, the conditioning tweets after the games, I think you see a whole new mature Jerry Judy, a player that is set to have a fantastic season. This guy's on fire, Zach, and Broncos country should feel really good about number 10.
3: I know I do. I got to bring it back to the quarterbacks just for a second because it's an interesting point here that David Bingaman makes, and David, been with us a long time, prolific commenter on the site, longtime listener of all the shows. Appreciate you, David. He says, Locke scores twice. And Teddy nearly completes a pass. Game over. Teddy just can't score enough and won't. Now, Luke, you were there to see things, all right? You you saw every single snap today, every rep. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke. That's the one thing that you know we have kind of gravitated to when you're going. All right, which guy is is honestly best for the Broncos in 2021? Do you want the high f- uh, floor or do you want the you know big ceiling? Drew brings that to the table, but it's always a question of. Mastering the little things. What did you see nuance-wise from Drew that showed any kind of signs of development?
5: He was focusing on his footwork, Chad. And I think sometimes he did that a little bit to hinder his game as well. Uh, I could tell he was so focused on his steps and taking the right steps that his timing was a little bit off at times. He was holding on to that ball for five Mississippi, something you cannot do, especially on bootlegs. Uh, but I didn't see those wild throws. Something Drew Locke talked about himself. I talked about slowing down that gunslinger, uh, irresponsible throwing mentality, if you will, and going to the check down. Something that I saw with Noah Fant, something that I saw uh, with, not Andrew Beck, I think it was Austin Fort, (laughs) believe it or not out there. Don't forget Austin Fort still on the team right now for tight ends. But uh, yeah, I I saw that with Drew Locke and that's something to me that when you start to pile all the things that Drew Locke, did this off season. He talked about it today, coming in and gaining weight. Well, that tells me he put in a lot of work to his nutritional plan. He's talking about how he's writing things down. He's becoming more of a note taker. And I know, I know, I know he should have been taking notes two years ago, but you know what? Better late than never. And when I'm hearing these things, I like it a lot. One thing that I didn't hear, fellas, and it really bothered me, and I think it was DMAC that asked it, was, Drew, do you feel like you should be the starting quarterback? And he kind of hem and hoed around it, and I would have been like, you're damn right I should be the starting quarterback. Uh, And Teddy and Drew are, are tight. They're good. They're cheering each other on. I like the rapport between the two, but timing Get rid of the ball, Drew. It's something that Drew Locke is still having problems with. I think his reads are getting a little bit better. But Teddy Bridgewater, he's Teddy Steady, man. That's the way he is. He can operate through these reads. He's confident pre-snap. Drew Locke also, speaking of pre-snap, he changed his cadence up a little bit and got a couple of the defensive linemen today, something that I do like. So when you add those small details together for Drew Locke, it's looking a lot better.
4: You know, Luke, and we, you and I both know, Chad and I both know that if you would have said I should be the starting quarterback, the headlines would have been, you know, Drew Locke slandering Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke's not a good teammate. So it's always a no-win situation. I like the humility there. Uh, we appreciate also Seth Harmon, 499 Super. Thank you, Seth, for hopping in here with us tonight. Luke, being the consummate pro you are, I want to look at things from a macro point of view. Did you notice any new... Uh, designs to the Pat Shermer offense when they lined up in team drills. Did you notice any new wrinkles in the in Pat Shermer's game where it would give you hope that he's going to actually utilize the weapons that he has, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, and so on?
5: yeah how about melvin gordon a guy that i am extremely critical of zach i saw some screen passes today i couldn't believe it i didn't know if the heat was getting to me or yeah if i wasn't drinking enough water or what could have been mirage you never know Yeah, i'm seeing screen passes and no they're not tight end screens or anything silly like that um Melvin Gordon, running back screen passes. I like that a lot. Melvin Gordon's a back that can catch out of the backfield. And don't forget about Javante Williams, who is a very good route runner, has some decent hands coming out of the University of North Carolina. Uh, Melvin Gordon, though, he's bringing a lot of energy as well. I expect Pat Shermer to utilize Melvin Gordon a lot more. You did see some of the same old, you know, Uh, 10 personnel inside handoffs, things like that. But I expect Pat Shermer to utilize his tight ends a lot more. Um, Noah Fant had a little bit of a lighter day. Alberto could have cleaned things up a little bit better. But as a former tight ends coach, I would hope that Pat Shermer utilizes Noah Fant, who should be at least a pro bowler this next season.
3: Speaking of tight ends, word on the street, Eric Sau- Saubert, Saubert well, however you pronounce that dude's last name, the transplant, that he actually looked pretty good, that he was kind of popping on the field today, catching everything. What what, what did you see, and what do we know about this cat?
5: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's out of Drake University, if I've got that right. And uh, this is a guy that I'm not totally familiar with, but I'll tell you what, he was running with the ones and the twos when Noah Fant was getting a breather. Uh, so something to keep a note on. Uh, it, it's For me, he's a dark horse candidate. He's one of those players that you could look at as an on-the-bubble type of player, but will he do enough in special teams? That's another aspect that's going to be extremely vital to making the team. Uh, You look at Deontay Spencer, who got a lot of reps out there as well. Um, We talked a lot about Trinity Benson, but KJ Hamler, also looked great today. I want to see more KJ Hamler in the slot. I want to see them manipulating the middle of that field. Uh, But tight end depth, something the Broncos have right now. Knock on wood, all the tight ends are healthy. And speaking of that, we did see that Jake Butt officially retired from the Chicago Bears as we transition away from the Broncos tight ends, who are all healthy for the moment, at least day one.
4: Who saw that coming? Jake Butt walking away from the game. Uh, Luke, I know it's day one. There's a lot of camp left to go, a lot of preseason left to go, but who was the player overall that really jumped out to you, and who was the player that should have done more in your opinion?
5: Oh, some guys. Let's start with the bad, right? Let's just rip that bandaid off. Some guys that had bad days. First of all, Calvin Anderson had a rough day. And anytime you're going against Von Miller, you're going to have a rough day. That's just kind of the nature of the business. I've heard my guy Orlando Franklin talk about it at nauseam uh, about how he didn't think he'd be able to exist in the NFL. Because of Von Miller, uh, you've also heard guys, you know, Bradley Chubb. He's that type of a pass rusher. Elvis Doomerville, That long list of pass rushers is a tradition here in Broncos country. So Calvin Anderson was talked up a lot by Vic Fangio, but he had a rough day. Had a false start out there too. Going against Von Miller, it's hard to chalk that up to oh, he's garbage. No way. Calvin Anderson is a on the rise player. I like him, but he has definitely got to lock in a little bit more tomorrow. And then my guy, Parnell Motley, uh, came in from the University of Oklahoma last year as a guy off the street because the Broncos needed him in the secondary. Drew Locke picked on him. Brett Rippin p- picked on him. Uh, everybody picked on him. And that, that's going to be really tough for a young guy who's only got one year of experience under his belt to try to make the team in a crowded room so those guys definitely need to clean it up a little bit Josie Jewell I thought looked well I thought he had an extra step to his game Alexander Johnson I would still like to see those hips get a little bit looser but he was running around and flying around and looking pretty good as well so um, I'm gonna take a better look at the offensive line tomorrow Kush was obviously at in at center today something that did surprise me I think he just had this gentleman on I think Austin Schlottman or Slaughterman was taking snaps at center and the reason I think it was him is cuz there's some giant 6 foot 7 dude out there and usually those guys are tackles Man, it looked a little weird. So the belly didn't get in there today with Quinn Miners. I'm going to have a little bit better of an eye on the offensive line, defensive line tomorrow. Uh, But I like the pace. I like the energy a lot from the offense today, and it's all coming from the young guys. K.J. Hamler, as you said, Zach, he was laying it all out on the field today. Something that scared us a little bit, right, with that hamstring. He's okay. He got back up, caught another touchdown pass. Mama Hamler was in the house. I could hear her screaming from across the way, coaching on her son. Really? So yeah, and she's, man, it was uh, really she's quite
3: vociferous, right, in her support for little KJ.
5: Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if Melvin Gordon's mom was there because the dude was running on fire. I can't. I couldn't say a bad thing about him, <laughs> even if I wanted to, man. Like I don't know if it's the haircut or what, because the guy did not lose his strength. That's for sure.
3: All right, last one, but first got to say thanks to to Zeus McPeak. Love you, bro. Appreciate the support, as always. Founding father, first face etched in the MHH superstar Mount Rushmore. He says, football is back. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Last question for you, Luke, and then we'll cut you loose, and hopefully we can have you back on again tomorrow night if you got time. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Key biggest takeaway, all right, for you, I want to bring it back to the quarterbacks, and as we inch farther and farther into training camp, guys, we will – expand our focus and be looking at all the different position groups. But as things are getting started here, you know, we've been previewing, chomping at the bit on this whole quarterback battle. What was the biggest takeaway for you watching this competition shape up? I know it's only day one, but what what, if anything, do you feel like you know today or an insight you gleaned today that maybe you didn't have yesterday?
5: Sure. Well it's a little contradictory to my article at mildhuddle.com about Drew Lock winning the day. Chad, Zach Broncos country, I got news for you. This team likes Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not just talking about the coaches. The players like Teddy Bridgewater. It's more than just talking with a few defensive players. I see the synergy. I see Teddy Bridgewater throwing receivers open. Um, I I can't help but wonder what it would be like to be a Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler. Cortland Sutton, I think they're easing him back into it a little bit today. So, I can't really give a fair grade on 14. I expect him to be in prime... Prime shape and he'll be just fine. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater is no joke, fellas. I get it. He's the retread quarterback. He is what he is. Uh, Carolina Panthers, I have never been impressed with Matt Rule. Even when he was coaching the senior bowl and the way he manages practice, and he's a screamer, he's a yeller. Health. They don't even practice red zone down there two-minute drills. So I'm willing to give Teddy a little bit of slack for Carolina. Uh New Orleans, that's obviously a whole nother game when you're talking about Sean Payton, the injury that was in Minnesota for Teddy Bridgewater. But I like Teddy a lot. I wonder if this is possibly the best team that Teddy Bridgewater could go to in the NFL because he's happy to be here in Denver. His players are happy to have him. And I think those relationships are only going to continue to grow both on and off the field, which is going to make Drew Locke a little bit more uncomfortable as this competition heats up.
3: And I think that's good. It's good that Drew's on his toes. You know, it's it's time to rise above and battle through adversity. It'll make him better if it's meant to be, right? If it's meant to be, it'll make him better. But Luke, thanks for joining us tonight, my guy. My guy. And guys, you want to make sure, let me take this off the screen real quick. You want to make sure you are following Luke on Twitter for the daily updates while he's there at camp, at Luke Patterson, L.P., He'll be firing off clips. He'll be firing off videos. He'll be firing off tweets that are observations on what's happening before his very eyes. And then, of course, each night that we can, we'll reconvene with him uh, on the shows, whatever podcast is live, that particular day of training camp. And then he's going to have his Broncos training camp notebook for each day. Go check his latest piece out that's live. I'll put the link in the chat, guys. But, Luke, get some rest, my dog, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow
5: yeah real quick i just wanted to give zach a shout out too i saw some Dak prescott news come across the (laughs) wire so i'll just leave that as a tease for the rest of broncos country because uh zach is very much plugged into the rest of the nfl as is chad and we're talking quarterbacks right not only drew and teddy but some quarterback news around the league so how's that for a tease i'll see you guys tomorrow (laughs) appreciate (laughs)
0: you luke take care have a good night bro you know it's funny uh
3: He brings up Teddy. And as, as you guys know, you know, as we got into OTAs and we started getting the opportunity to hear from Teddy and then hear his new teammates talk about Teddy, I remarked of my impression of just, you know, he's as advertised as far as the leadership component. Right. And just having that juice today, though, of all the media availability we've gotten so far yesterday's media barbecue. We got to hear from Vaughn. We got to hear from Sutton, George Payton, Vic Fangio, Joe Ellis. Today, we got to hear from a collection of guys, including Drew, including Teddy. Zach, so far, Teddy has said the best, the, the, the most notable remark, and that is this. He was asked, I'll paraphrase, something to the effect of, hey, man, what makes you think after you've bounced around, this is your fifth team, that this is the place, that this is where you're going to succeed. This is where you, you can hang your hat long term. And he said, I'm a survivor. You could throw me in the middle of the jungle, and I'll come walking out in a fur coat. I love that dude, and that doesn't necessarily mean he's calling his shot. He's not Babe Ruth, right? Pointing to pointing to the rafters and knock, you know, calling. His, but I just love that. I don't know. There's something about Teddy. But as David Bingaman said in his comment, there, he's a guy that when he's on the field, man, that that leadership wherewithal, Zach. It's great, and it's a needed component. But can you move the needle? Can you score points? Can you connect on those big plays downfield? Exactly. Remains to be seen.
4: Exactly. That was my whole point. You know, I wouldn't say it's calling his own shot. I'd say it's Teddy Bridgewater being resourceful. And I think that's a commendable quality for someone to have. And he's going to survive. No question about that. But he's going to survive more than likely as the number two not the starting quarterback, because if he wants to be the starter, if he wants to usurp Drew Locke, the only way he's going to do that is not by leading in the locker room or being good for the fan base or putting on a good press conference. It's hitting those big plays, as you said, down the field. It's connecting with Jerry Judy down the field and Trinity Benson down the field, not underthrowing, overthrowing, missing any targets that should be touchdowns. You have to make those headline-grabbing plays because we know Drew Locke can do it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Consistency. We don't know if Teddy Bridgewater, given his arm limitations and his overall physical limitations, is capable of making that a play. And unless he starts doing more of those things, I mean, we can talk about him in a positive light for his intangibles all we want, but realistically, you know, uh, nuts on the table, it's Drew Locke under center.
3: He's talking about cashews, game. All right, get your minds out of the gutter, okay? Robert, what's up, dude? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Looking good in your profile pic, rocking the MHH shirt. We appreciate you. He says, about stinking time, Denver Broncos for life. Indeed, Zach, it's finally here. It's like Christmas where you're just pining away all year and you're a kid and you can't wait to see what mom and dad or Santa Claus has for you under the tree or whatever, and then you wake up and it's just, that's what it's like for guys like us and everybody in the chat right now too.
4: Apparently though I'm shaking in my boots uh, according to D Brown here. I first of all, I don't know who Zach is. Second of all, w- what am I scared of? That someone else has a different opinion of me or that Teddy Bridgewater is looking good in camp? Hey D, here's a news flash for you. I hope Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I hope he balls out because it's going to make the Broncos a better team. I am rooting for the Broncos here, not a certain quarterback. I, I think you'd rather uh, you'd be more inclined to get on that type of thinking as well.
3: Real quick shout out to these top star senders. Our superstar senders on Facebook, <clears throat> pardon me, tonight, Andrew Lamp, what's up? Thank you, buddy. Travis, what's up? Alexander, what's up? Andrew, what's up? Travis again, different Travis, though, what's up? Legendary Gary Leeds Palmer. And a newer name, Zach, I don't recognize here, Charcado Scipio. Charcado
4: Scipio. That Thanks
3: is a good Hey, we're working toward 500,000 stars. That's the goal on Facebook. When we reach it, we're giving away Von Miller jersey, and it's only going to go to those who, are a person who's been a star center. The more times you you star, the more opportunities you have to have a, a your name in the raffle and the hat, so to speak. So, thanks you guys for helping us inch closer to that goal.
4: Uh. and, and <laughs> Hey, Lester, I got two questions for you. What if Drew Locke didn't make that throw? What would the reaction be? And conversely, what if Teddy Bridgewater made that throw? What would the headlines be? Would you still just be saying it's one training camp throw? The double standards, Chad, you know, it was nice for a little while, the last couple weeks, not having the constant Team Drew versus Team Teddy debates, but I knew starting today with the opening of camp, right back into it, and the toxicity is already at an all-time high. It's going to be a summer. It's back with a aplomb,
3: and hey, you know, it's probably going gonna, gonna to stick for a while. Talking about a aplomb, talking about top rope, here is the Duchess making her presence felt. Appreciate you, Michaela. That is so generous of you. Thank you very much. That helps keep the, the lights on. That helps keep myself and Zach showing up every night at 6. Uh, tomorrow, 6. Friday night, Dove Valley Deep Divers at 6. Seven days a week, live Mile High Huddle podcast because of support from superstars like you and so love you. She says, I am ready to scream and cheer for my Broncos. Hashtag let them hate. Love it. Love the
4: enthusiasm. And Michaela is always supportive of the exclusive content we have on Facebook as well, Chad. Broncos Book Club, Trickle Zone, Kelberman's Corner. Uh, Michaela, you are a pinnacle member and a foundational member of this podcast, and we very much appreciate you. And while I'm you know, on the topic of dispelling the critics here, Ramondre, you might want to tune into more podcasts because I say plenty of negative about Drew Locke pretty much every single pod, what he did wrong last year, and why he shouldn't deserve to have the job if he doesn't take it by force this coming season. So uh, I would open your ears if you haven't already.
3: It's One of those things, I hate to liken it to politics because I don't want to weigh into politics at all. We're not going to even talk politics, but this whole conversation has taken on such similar you know, markers as political positions, right? Because I believe what I believe as far as politics, you believe what you believe. There's probably nothing you could say that's really, truly, it's like, have you ever seen that meme where Uh, it's someone. it's a, it's a guy saying, uh, thank you for your, uh, well, no, what is it? Something about your, your Facebook, uh, thank you for that well thought out Facebook rant. It really made me, uh, reconsider my position on, you know, this particular policy. I just botched it, but still it's the same type of thing where people get dug in right on their positions and then they only see and hear what they want to hear. And that's why, look guys, Something as simple as saying, no, we're optimistic in Drew. We think Drew has a chance to be something for the Broncos this year. He can turn the corner. Even not having an optimistic view on Drew gets interpreted as <laughs> your, your, your Drew stands, you know, you're blind for Drew. Two, more than one thing can be true at, at once. We like Teddy. We think George Payton did a good job of raising the floor of the quarterback room. We like Drew. We happen to probably err on the side of Lycan Drew's upside more than we're attracted to Teddy's lower or higher floor, but that's just us.
0: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site.
1: And how is that
4: you know, radical? Why is that such an insane thing to think? And real quick, before we get to Andrew, we have Lester jumping in here. I'm routing, not rooting for the best quarterback, not a lock lover like you. I literally just got done saying about two minutes ago that I'm rooting for Teddy Bridgewater because if he plays good, whether he's a backup or whether he's the starter, it means the Broncos are going to be better. This is not a hard concept. And I'm assuming at this point going forward, I've made it clear twice now, it's just blatant trolling. That's all it is. Andrew, appreciate you, bro. He says, MHH for life. What's up, Luke?
3: Uh, go chat, Zach Beast. So ready for football. <clears throat> Pardon me. And the questions answered. Tired of all the division and hate. Like, come on, y'all. Who cares? Lock Teddy, your uncle, Rico. Hey, think <laughs> I can throw this football over them mountains. <laughs> LMAO, as long as we bring our championship team back to champions. Well said. And then also Alexander, Zach, jumping in. I like the prospect of seeing more of Dead Eye Drew, the killer QB. Give me that edge hashtag. Let him hate. He did have one of the most cringe comments of uh, camp today when he talked about you know because it was no it's noteworthy how he looks right. He looks bigger. Looks like he's in a nice you know medium shirt where he's nice and you know ripped because he you know he was like two eighteen something like that. He's now tipping the scales at two thirty. Like this dude has grown into his body, and so of course he was asked about that Zach, and he. I'll paraphrase him something to the effect of, Hey, it's just nice to not, for lack of a better word, feel like I'm in, you know, still going through puberty. I got a little hair on my face. And so, you know, he was kind of joking, but it was was at the same time, it's like, "Mm, I don't know, dude, probably shouldn't have said it like that. Probably should have just said, yeah, you know, as I got older, I'm I'm filling out my body, but nevertheless, it's just an example of, it's actually a a good reminder, Zach drew has is, and has been a very, very young quarterback. Not only is he still growing into his body, but he's growing into that football brain, and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of strides he's made when the dust finally settles.
4: You are taking all my talking points tonight, Chad, word for word. That's what I was going to say. And and more specifically, I was going to say truly a window into showing how um, young he is. I, I mean, just on a human scale, not a football scale, he's still a young, a very, very green fish in the sea. And he's finding himself both in his career and his personal life I'm not going to read too much into that comment. All I can say is over the pandemic, we all put on a freshman 15, and I think he'll lose it this summer.
3: Naj, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate that very generous support. He says, appreciate you, brothers. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but remain hopeful. The offense will finally average more than 20 points per game. Yeah, maintain that hopeful and optimistic outlook, Naj, because you know what? Today, word on the street, offense might've been negligible, but they got the better of the defense. And even Teddy in one of his comments, I can pull up the actual remarks and read it, but he shared an anecdote of today. You know, it was remarked, Hey, you spent a lot of time over there talking with the defense in between stuff, you know, and talk about that. And he said, he was talking to Justin Simmons and, and uh, Justin Simmons basically acknowledged, yeah, you got us today, but you know, we're going to, we're going to come after you tomorrow. And he's like, I don't know, man, I'm seeing a lot of sunshine out here. So, Hey, if the Broncos offense, whether it's Drew or Teddy or combine their efforts, they can win a day against a defense that on paper is this good. Now, look, you didn't have Bradley Chubb out during team drills. There's a few other guys kind of that they're working back into the flow of things, but still, that's a good sign, Zach.
4: Yeah, that reminded me of the meme. They got us in the first half, not going to lie. You know, and they're always going to try to uh, one up each other in camp. It's what they do. They're competing here. I actually had a tweet that I put up a few hours ago where if you really think about the depth, and the layers of the Broncos offense, I mean, their number four receiver, Tim Patrick, would be most teams' number two receiver. Their number two running back, I guess in this case, Javante Williams technically, would be most teams' workhorse. If you really think about it, and in case you needed another reminder, this offense could be stupid fun to watch as long as the quarterbacking and the coaching lines up where it has to be. They have the talent. They have the personnel. And just look at the receiver room. When you have Trinity Bensing making plays and he's your number seven guy, I mean, you're in a good position. Most definitely. All right,
3: the chat. Dave, what's up, dude? He says, I'm super excited, too. MHH has done a great job keeping my football mind busy this offseason. Well, we're glad to hear that, my friend. And you've helped us uh, keep our minds busy, too. So appreciate you, my friend. Um, Oh, I didn't know this. Fun fact. We'll have to confirm, but AJ AJ almost said, oh, come on now. Fun fact. Teddy and Drew have the same birthday, November 10th. Did not know that. Hey, maybe they're um, brothers from another mother.
4: We're living in a simulation. This confirms that.
3: By the way, I did not see Aaron Rodgers' rant today. <gasps> well, can you give God. me the highlights? Because I was busy throwing up Broncos content. You, you, stuff. you want so the what?
4: highlights, Chad? Me, me, yeah. me, 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 me. That's literally the entire gist of his rant today. I mean, he let it all loose, and the blue check marks on Twitter were commending him for Putting it all out there, but he basically said, "I wanted more power. I didn't get it, and it's looking like I'm going to leave next year." That's about. We got Randall Cobb back because of me. Me, 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 me. That's what it was.
3: Cringy. He's he's an odd duck. So as good as he is, guys, y'all, you're gonna have to always wonder:
4: Did the Broncos perhaps dodge a bullet? Time will tell. Yes. From a baggage standpoint, personality standpoint, not a talent standpoint, yes. I don't want that in the locker room. It's just weird. All right, so the stream
3: just did a jump, and so there's a few supers we got to do the old-fashioned way, including this one here from Andrew Morrow. Thank you, my friend, for that super chat. He says, I'm going to have to watch later, but here's my donation to the best Broncos podcast. Thank you, dog. Mile high salute, gentlemen. Go Broncos. (laughs) Acid acid hippo (laughs) rules. Acid hippo has become a thing, dude. Yes. Yes. Acid Hippo's taking over. Thank you, Andrew. All right. We got another one here from Joshua Shadow. Stand by while I grab this really quick. Uh, I'm not going to try and make it look pretty. I'm just going to throw it up here because we we don't want too much dead air. What's up, Joshua? Joshua is a bona fide superstar. He's also a supporter on Facebook. This dude does his part to make sure the content train at MHH continues to roll. Thanks, buddy. He says, I've been working so much, I barely get a chance to catch you all live anymore. The little peak we saw today was, hold on, let me go back. It's cutting him off. Uh, Looking good. Go Broncos, hashtag state of being. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Hey, don't read too much into it, right? Drew had a good day. Did he have a great day? No, because he got off to a slow start. You know, I talked to Luke earlier and Drew did kind of get off to a slow start. Teddy was steady, Teddy. You know, that's what he does. But Drew finished real strong with some big jaw drop type plays. As you mentioned, a couple of two touchdowns to uh, at least one of them to to Trinity. It's encouraging,
4: but no one should get out over their skis because this thing's just getting started, Zach. Chad, are you rushing? because you're hacking my brain today. You are stealing all my thoughts. Yeah, don't overreact one way or the other, you know, up or down, good or bad, hot or cold. It is one practice, and like we've been saying for a while now, this quarterback competition or any positional battle for that matter is not going to be won or lost on the first day or the first week of training camp. Let's get to the preseason and see what happens when the Bulls start flying, but it's encouraging that the offense was making plays and that I will leave it at that. It was encouraging.
3: It's also encouraging to see several hundred people watching live with us here on YouTube, several hundred people watching live on Facebook and combined really cool to see Broncos country, excited, energized, paying attention to what's happening. Appreciate you guys being with us. Stu Meat jumping in with a super chat or might've been a super sticker, super sticker with a little like Fox. I can't quite tell what it says, but Hey buddy, thank you. You know, we appreciate you very consistent.
4: Stu Meat. We've, we just love having you. I have my fingers crossed for Acid Hippo, but the Fox will do. Thank you, Stu.
3: Larry, a.k.a. Broncos fan, number 24. Been a longtime listener, supporter, a friend on Twitter. Always great to chop it up with Larry. Appreciate the support, my friend. He says, I just wanted to stop by, say hi, and congratulate you guys on getting verified on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it finally happened. We did get verified myself. Well, first we got MHH verified at Mile High Huddle guys follow us on on Twitter. Zach got verified at Kelverman NFL. I got verified at Chad and Jensen. And I mean, it's kinda like um, you know, you 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 wake up the next day, nothing's changed except there's a little blue check mark next to your name. It's like, all right, cool. I guess um that will really serve me well somehow. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm not one for social validation. A lot of people are like, uh, you know, drawing attention to the fact they've been verified. And we're not just saying that to like for reverse psychology. It doesn't really matter much to me, uh, but we appreciate you noticing and the support for that. Thank you.
3: Mostef, Shane dog. What's up? have to listen to Locke's press conference telling everybody he's different mentally. We'll see if it continues in games. Yeah, he does have a different, just kind of, I don't know, edge To you know, that last comment, notwithstanding about the puberty thing and the facial hair and all this, throw that out the window. He does have an edge. Now I agree with what Luke said that, you know, at a certain point you have to weigh, am I an ambassador? Am I a politician? Or am I like Jake Plummer told me, am I the guy that's going around to all my teammates saying, guys, this is my team rally around me. Are you with me? Because when drew got asked today, Hey, you know, is this your team or does this belong to Teddy? You know, he really did kind of defer. And I understand why it's day one of camp, but I'll tell you, Zach, I would have liked to have seen him say, you bet your ass is my team. And it's going to come out in the wash trust. Now, would that have been controversial? Would that have set off fireworks within the locker room? Maybe, but I honestly doubt it. I think guys would have been like, cool. Good to see, good to see that confidence that, you know, skin in the game kind of possession of drew, but Hey, For now, he's erring on the side of ambassador, politician, letting the play speak.
4: Well, I don't think he deserves to say that, and I think Drew Locke knows that. Maybe last year going into the season, because he was the unquestioned guy with only Jeff Driscoll behind him, but after that season, he doesn't deserve anything. He he doesn't deserve to be grandfathered into any situation, and I think he's aware of that. So again... Would you have liked that alpha mentality, that kind of D-back mentality? Sure, you want that, I guess, leadership from your quarterback. But if he would have said that, the headlines would have been nonstop and the criticism would have been worse than it is right now. So he's always in a no-win situation. To Shane Dock's point, though, more specifically, if you guys have been paying attention, you've seen the difference three months ago. I mean, in the press conferences, the way he's standing on the field, the way he's carrying himself – a lot of people forget this is the same guy that literally has been in the building since the season has ended as much as he could be grinding each and every day. This is the guy working with Peyton Manning to become the best quarterback he can be. And I think some of that work and some of the patience on Denver's part may be starting to pay off.
3: Yeah. My dude <clears throat> took one break right away from the facility. And then he gets a fricking bolt through his windshield in, in Kansas. That's right. That's the football. God That's sending you right. a message. My dog uh jeff what's up buddy Longtime superstar appreciate you no dog in this fight just saying hi denver broncos for life well hi buddy it's good to see you appreciate you being with us it's it's cool to it's gonna be cool it's cool today and it's gonna be cool as we march farther into the into training camp to see the gang all here right everybody circling back everybody coming back to the you know to the church right to uh get back to business, right? Get back to football and the Denver Broncos. So good to see you, Jeff.
4: Yeah, just wait till the pads go on. Just wait till the preseason starts and then the regular season's here. And it's uh, it's the best time of them all, football season.
3: All right, let me see where we're at. We're at 38 minutes. Um, I want to, John still, by the way, wannabe's taking a little time off still. Uh, so he'll be back with this here very soon. So in the meantime, we are improvising as We do here, and we'll start this next round here, Zach, with Tom Algreco, one of our great superstars north of the 49th parallel up in Canada that proves Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. Appreciate you, Tom. He says, do you guys think since the Aaron Rodgers trade rumors are over, the weight has come off Drew somewhat? Thanks, guys. How much was that, in your opinion? We don't know, obviously, but what, what would you think, how much that's
4: really been weighing on Drew? I mean, I'm sure he, he's you know normal. He's human. He reads the same headlines we all do. He, he's aware of the Broncos' rumored interest in Aaron, but I didn't think he was basing his offseason around Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't tra- basing his training regiments. He wasn't basing his motivation or dedication around the prospect of another quarterback like him coming in. He already had Teddy Bridgewater looking over his shoulder since the day of the draft or the night before the draft. And this is the same guy that's internally motivated. I mean, you can say what you want about Locke, but his love for the game, his love for quarterbacking, and his desire to be the best quarterback he can be, whatever that proves to be, is unquestioned. So it might have been just a little bit of a short-term mental relief, but he knows he has to be on it every single game, every single week, every single snap, or else he will be replaced as he should. Here's one
3: from Andrew. Appreciate you, Andrew. Uh, All healthy Vaughn and Chubb is going to be the show, and if they ball, the rest of the dominoes should fall and carry momentum to the offense. Well said, man, because when you get Vaughn Miller affecting games by taking the ball away, you know, slapping it out of Cam Newton's hand and it rolls into the end zone, and Malik Jackson falls on it, touchdown, slapping the ball out of Cam's hand, and, you know, TJ Ward scoops it up, new possession inside the twenty. You are cooking, right? You're cooking. They need that. It's been a while since Vaughn was that I'm affecting the game. I'm a threat to affect the game on a snap-to-snap basis. Chubb is still yet to fully grow into that type of just menacing, teaming, just threat. But I think as a duo, this is the year. Because Vaughn worked his tail off last year, got into what many around him believed was the best shape of his football career tragedy struck that got iced here he is back now all the hungrier all the more motivated he's just got to stay healthy and the same goes for chubb who zach you know he might have been a little bit bewildered that he got a pro bowl i mean you could see that in his eyes in the presser and he was very overcome and he was of course grateful and all that stuff but that's still got to be quite the confidence boost and i think that'll come out in the wash for
4: 55. And fortunately, George Payton revealed in the pre-training camp press conference that Bradley Chubb, for the most part, is good to go. There's no worries about his ankle, no worries about his uh, potential setback. He is going to be at full health for week one. And even Von Miller said, I I think it was yesterday, that this is the year. This is finally the time for Bradley Chubb and I to wreak the havoc that the Broncos envisioned when they drafted Bradley Chubb in a semi controversial selection chat as we both know so yeah if they both stay healthy i think the floor i i the floor minimum is 22 sacks the ceiling could be 30 32 sacks and if they achieve that there's no telling what this defense can do with that secondary with that pass rush with the coaching i mean it's going to be fun to watch this coming season
3: no doubt about it no doubt real quick shout out stew jumping in both on youtube and on facebook supporting the cause supporting the content thank you zeus and then also we got zebulon hey he heard through the grapevine there is a, a galactic internet that is connected to these starships out there zebulon jumps on his galactic social media oh broncos camp starting boom warp speed back to earth here he is thank you my friend for the stars you know we love you appreciate you um, he says 300 stars for number three. I'm still hoping he breaks out. <clears throat> been a busy day. I don't know what I've missed, but I saw a sweet touchdown highlight from drew. Yeah. Drew had a day. So if you guys are, you know, and as we do these live streams, Zach, a lot of times people they're going about their lives. Maybe they just got home from work at six 20 and we've been live for 10 minutes. So they might miss the first segment guys. If you missed it at the top, we had Luke Patterson on Luke is there. He's going to be there every single day for mile high huddle at training camp. And he laid out, Drew he laid out what Teddy looked like today. Cliff notes, Drew got off to a slow start, finished with a bang, in loose opinion won the day barely. Teddy meanwhile, steady Teddy, on point, on schedule with everything, you know, missed a couple of plays that you probably he wishes he would have had back. Today Drew came out on top by a pretty slim margin, but it's encouraging nonetheless.
4: And you know, I think I'm going to make it a rule not for the podcast, I can't speak for you, Chad, but for myself, I'm not going to be grading every single day what quarterback won the day, or, or you know, tracking the passing, uh, one by one, you know, uh, pass by pass. We have to look at the overall big picture, and we can't start doing that until the preseason, at the very minimum, gets here. Though I will say, and this is the same position I had in January, and April, and May, and and now. If as long as Locke doesn't fall on his face, as long as he continues to be the quarterback we saw today, he is going to be your week one starter. That being said though, they probably will have one of, if not the best backup quarterbacks in the league in Teddy Bridgewater, who we know who has shown so far that he's not going to do anything too disruptive. He's not going to do anything too detrimental. He might miss a big pass, but Luke coined it best steady Teddy. He'll keep you in the game. He'll keep the drives moving. And if that's your fail safe for this Denver offense, Going to be a good year.
3: Michaela, when are we getting the Fantasy Football League notice? Hey, you asked the right guy. This guy right here is Zach Kellerman.
4: It's still pretty early. It's July 28th. I'm going to give it a few more weeks, Michaela. We have some names still trickling in. I have to figure out a lot of. Uh, you know, variables about the league, what platform, how many people, the the paid amount, if it's a paid league, but you are on the list and anyone who wants in on the league, let us know again. It's going to be more than likely a paid fantasy league with the draft late August, early September. We do it every year. It's a lot of fun. Let us know guys, if you're interested and we will get you down
3: for what it's worth. I mean, I'm not a gambler. Um, I've just never had great luck anytime I've opted to gamble. So I just have stayed away from it, but fantasy football to me, and I haven't really played, played like really been into it basically since I started MHH almost 10 years ago, I've played in several of those years, but I don't have the time to commit to managing the roster and following every single player's developments and all this, but without money in the pot, without a little bit of a price to get in the league, it's just not as fun in my opinion. I mean, not only do you want that pot to play for, but like, if you don't have skin in the game, you get a lot of owners who forget to set their lineups and stuff like that. So even if it's 10 bucks, right? Like it's good for each owner to have a a little skin in the game. Zach, here's Alamo on the rise on uh, Twitter. Any concern that Cortland Sutton still in a knee brace to open camp? No, Vic Fangio talked about that yesterday. Might've addressed it again today, but that's something that is in process. Cortland and the medical staff will decide when the right time is to lose the brace, but for now, he's playing with it, and so far, so good.
4: No need to rush him back on day one of camp. You know, he's not on the PUP list. He avoided that. He's going to be good to go for week one, and this is how the Broncos have the luxury where even if a Cortland Sutton sits out, you still have a Jerry Judy taking over. You still have a KJ Hamler taking over. You have Tim Patrick. You have... Trinity Benson, Deontay Spencer, Mr. MVP, Kendall Hinton, for God's sake. So if there's one position where the Broncos can afford to wait, it is wide receiver. Don't rush Cortland back if you don't have to.
3: Calvin, what's up, buddy? He says, what's up? I've been MIA. Uh, This offseason has me busy, but football, lawn season has me busy, but football is back, baby. Ready to see this offense help our defense out finally. Mile high salute, fellas. Right back at you, Calvin. Thank you for the support, my friend. And it's really good to have you.
4: Trust. Apparently, Calvin Hamilton's having a better night than Calvin Anderson did in Broncos practice today. Hearing it from Luke wasn't and a great day for Mister Calvin. It's ironic
3: because Vic said yesterday, "Hey, don't don't go to sleep. You know, instead of don't sleep on Calvin says, don't go to sleep on Calvin Anderson. He's uh he's going to be a viable um, candidate to win that right tackle job." Garrett Bowles today after practice praised him, talked about how he lived with Garrett's and his family in their home last year, stayed with them and all that. Uh, and then he goes out and has a not-so-good start. But you know what? It's trial by fire, right? Iron sharpens iron. It's like Luke talked about with the Orlando Franklin anecdote about Vaughn. When you're going up against the best of the best, right. hey, you're not going to look so good in the eyes of the onlookers uh, you know, in, in training camp, but those reps going against a Hall of Famer like Vaughn Miller, dude, I mean, that's an edu- Every snap has an education. It's priceless.
4: Yeah, I think Fangio first heard that term on snap face, knowing old Vic. And the, and the thing about, you know, you can look at it two ways, Chad. Calvin is looking shaky, but Von Miller is looking really good. And I'll take Von Miller, Miller looking really good, considering Calvin is what? The third string tackle at best.
3: Here's an example of how you can never please everybody. So don't bother trying I have skimmed past multiple, multiple comments tonight saying, Chad, Zach, hey, thanks for letting in uh, opinions of every sort, even if they're opposing yours, you know, like props to you. And then we got this guy saying, why does your moderator time people out for speaking their opinion? Let me tell you something. Dylan will only time you out if it's a trollish type of comment, specifically trying to go out of your way to get reactions instead of, you know, good faith contributing to the conversation. We don't mind the opposing take. We don't mind the opposing opinion. Just don't be a, you know what, you know, just be cool about it. And I think you'll find Dylan is not going to put you in timeout.
4: Play stupid games, win stupid
3: prizes. Boom. Dale, what's up, brother? Good to see you. Another Mount Rushmore superstar. Thank you, my friend. He says, I've been having to catch the shows later have some stuff I'm dealing with, but wanted to drop in for a second to say thanks for all that you guys do and for keeping it real. Locker Teddy, go Broncos. Thank you, Dale. And also my sons say thank you for looking out for us and locking down that PS5 that I had been looking for for seven, eight months, and you made it happen, my dog. So hope you're
0: enjoying your PS5 too for what's worth.
4: And just because thank you, Dale, just because I'm petty here to the last comment, we've
0: find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500 or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today woodhouse buick gmc we are professional grade
2: not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left wing leaders across America, hands off our kids paid for by America First Legal. Hi. At least I did today. Three different
4: comments that called me out for my lock support. Uh, Ramondre being one of them. And even he said, that's true. They show my comment when I didn't agree with them we're all inclusive here. We're not biased one way or the other. When we're wrong, we're wrong, but we're going to give our takes and we're going to give our opinions that are rooted in what we believe is fact, not emotion or not, um, conjecture. So we appreciate you Ramondre for, uh, pointing that out.
3: Just come in good faith and you're never going to have a problem guys. Never. All right. If you come in good faith, you're never going to run into a Zach Kelberman buzzsaw like Ramondre did earlier. Um, all right, let me see here real quick here. Jimmy John, what's up, dude? I'm glad you got to be on a live pod too. Much love to you. Appreciate you being with love us. Love your
4: sandwiches too.
3: Uh, indeed, yes. Um, Very good. I I see here. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to find him in the chat, but I want to give a quick shout out. We got Claude jumping in with the on the leaderboard of stars tonight on Facebook. Thank you, my friend. We'll keep an eye out for you. Randy as well. Two OGs on Facebook. Really appreciate you guys. And then, of course, everyone that – We have already mentioned tonight. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Um, All right. Let's see. We are at 50 minutes. So we got to start winding this down a little bit. Uh, Zebulon says, Hey, you guys think the Broncos have made it extremely hard on Drew Locke to develop? I read an article today about it. I got to agree. If Drew fails, it's more on the team than him, in my opinion. He's not Paxton, not even trying. I wouldn't say that. I think, you know, you could argue that by firing Skangs, they made it harder than they needed to on Drew. And I would agree with you on that, right? but we don't yet know the full fruition of how that move is going to come out because that could have ended up. We don't know yet being everything drew needed. Like maybe Pat Shermer, what we saw from Pat last year with the oftentimes we're scratching our head going, really dude, like figure out how to use Noah fan, figure out how to use Jerry Judy, figure out how to scheme to Drew's strengths. Like, he didn't get the reps with the guys either. They didn't get reps on the field. He didn't get reps with them. He didn't even put hands on the players until they walked through the door for training camp. So my point being, as I kind of ramble on that is that that could still come out in the wash as a positive. We don't know that yet, but if all football ended and it was over now and all we had was history to look at in retrospect, Zach, yeah, the Broncos didn't make it. They made it harder on drew by doing that but uh, in their defense zach firing rich gangarello and hiring pat Shermer they didn't have a crystal ball they didn't know right. the world was going to be rocked by a tectonic pandemic the right. that the, the world hadn't seen since the 19 teens i mean who could have foreseen that right they thought they would get <clears throat> a half seasons reps of otas they thought they would get a real training camp they thought they would get four preseason games to ease drew into pat's scheme it just didn't shake out
4: yeah all we can really do is judge Locke based on his rookie season and based on last year and and here's where the Broncos made it harder on him I still believe firing Skangarello just because he showed it in 5 games he won 4 with them and he looked like he had the pulse of a young quarterback. They didn't do him any favors with right tackle last year, and not ensuring they had a better replacement for Juwan James. Having Eli Wilkinson out there as a swinging door, that didn't do him any favors. They didn't do many favors with the coaching or the play calling last year, not getting the ball in his playmaker's hands, not being conducive to his, his success. But here's where Locke made it harder on himself. Because the Broncos made it easier on him by getting him all the weapons in the world. Even after Cortland Sutton goes down, you still have a first-round receiver. You still have a second-round receiver. You still have a possible Pro Bowl tight end. You still have a former Pro Bowl running back. You had Phillip Lindsey last year. So Drew also should have flourished more than he did given the opportunity. Even if it was a harder situation, he didn't do enough as well. And that's why I believe we're unbiased in saying it's not one or the other It's both factors, locked included last year, as to why Denver's offense didn't take off.
3: Hey, uh, Dale. He says, oh, and I got the shirt. It's the one I was hoping for. LOL. Thanks, Priest. Right on, dude. Send us a pic. We'll put it on Instagram. We'll flex you out on Twitter. Send it in to us, my friend. He got the new Football Priest t-shirt with our kind of cartoon face design on it. So glad you got that, my friend. Really appreciate you. Uh, Gears and Games, jumping in. Good to see you as well, my friend. I'm just hoping for a healthy training camp, emphasis on healthy. Zach, that's what is needed. If they can mostly yes. avoid the ravages of the injury bug this time around, man, that'll go a long way. That'll
4: go so far. Yeah, we, I said this on Monday. Someone asked, uh, what are you looking forward to the most in training camp or what's your biggest hope? And I said, number one, first thing came to mind, No injuries. No Von Miller freak accidents, no torn ACLs, no Achilles, no mysterious Broncos, lower body injuries, Landau specials. I just want a mostly healthy or fully healthy team entering week one. That's my number one goal.
3: Pretty sure Malik is now a Brown, if I'm not mistaken, Malik Jackson, uh, for what it's worth, Tim. Invictus, what's going on? Good to see you. Uh, I think that's one of the better sports movies made, for what it's worth, Invictus, about the – South African rugby team back in, I don't know, I remember Morgan Freeman in it, Matt Damon, good movie, Invictus Films. Good to see you. Thank you for the support. Um, All right, Zach, we're about out of time, so I'm trying to uh, scroll down. Oh, wait, there's Claude. we got to grab one from Claude real quick. Since he's leader on the board on stars on Facebook tonight, he says Cam was never the same, talking about Super Bowl 50, neither was Locke. Vaughn is a monster on the field, and Chubb is a beast too. Can't wait to see these two tearing it up. Go Broncos. I'm not sure what the neither is Locke thing It must. Maybe it's something from a conversation within the chat that uh, we're not quite privy to. But yes, Cam never was the same player. And in his defense, you know, his, all of his injury problems started in the seasons following Super Bowl 50. He, for the most part, had managed to stay healthy despite his very physical style of quarterback play. But yeah, after that, never quite the same.
4: And, you know, the early returns at a Patriots camp real quick, Chad. Mac Jones is balling out, and Cam Newton is, is not so much. So uh, I think he's going to get replaced fairly soon by the rookie quarterback. And, and talking about Bradley Chubb and Von Miller one more time, it, it's enticing enough to think about what they can do. I mean, a 30-stack upside. But right in front of them, when you have Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones pushing the pocket, when you have that secondary locking down receivers – I mean, I just can't wait to watch this defense. No excuse not to be a top-two unit.
3: Casey says on YouTube, we should all be rooting for Locke. It's in the team's best interest to see him develop into a franchise quarterback. Now, can he do it? That's the million-dollar question. Yes, it is. Casey's
4: seeing the light. Casey's coming to our side a little bit.
3: He's coming around. Dave, Broncos book club update. Yes, my friend. It will happen for sure Saturday 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, Broncos Book Club. for Facebook supporters, paying subscribers only. I'll see you there. I'm sure you've had plenty of time to get your reading done. Me too. Can't wait to talk to you about it. Um, Zach, I see a top rope super chat at the 11th hour from yeah. a man. OG. We're going to grab him. First, got to grab Michaela. Love you. Appreciate you. She says, Zach is not biased. He's impartial. Hashtag word. Appreciate that. Thank you, Michaela. I try to be. Uh, Here he is, Mark Langley, a true OG, been with us a long time. I stay in touch with Mark Uh, off the chats. We you know text and talk on the phone, become a good friend. And uh, my only lament is that we're not going to be able to see Mark at our Week Three Denver Broncos home opener MHH meet and greet. We're going to have a big old tent outside in Power Field at Mile High myself, Zach, many of the MHH dudes that you know, uh, and as many of the superstars and listeners and fans as we possibly can get there. Mark won't be able to make it this year, but he says maybe next year. So we're looking forward to that. What's up to you, my friend? And thank you so much for that support, helping keep the lights on, helping keep this content every single night rolling.
4: Yeah, like Chad said, you know, uh, Mark and I, and and Chad and Mark also, we've texted off camera, off air. And Mark is one of the nicest, most supportive human beings I've ever come in contact with. So, Mark, truly, thank you so much, man. We hope you're doing amazing tonight.
3: All right, guys, unless there's anything burning that you want to get off your chest. Well, here's Robert. Thank you, buddy. He says, great job, guys. Way to control all this energy tonight. Hey, it's cool, man. People are fired up. And it's mostly in a good way. And even those whose conversations, you know, tilted toward the negative, we chalk it up to just the excitement of things happening again. It's all good. It really is, my friend. So thank you for your support. It's been great getting to know you a little bit in the chat these last few weeks when you've started commenting and super chatting. So keep it rolling, my friend. And uh, we appreciate you.
4: Yeah, thank you, Robert. But I I, chat. I love all the dissenting opinion. I I love the counterpoints being made. It's not fun. Otherwise, if we're in a big echo chamber here and you know what, I'm still getting on here and talking into a camera about football. So I I can't be too mad about that. I'm appreciative for what I get to do. And I'm appreciative I get to interact with each and every one of you, even the people that disagree with me. Thank you.
3: Last one of the night. And then we got to go with Don. What's up? I want to say, yeah, I can remember a Don. This is not his first super chat, but it has been a while. He says, Hey guys, been a while. How's KJ Hamlet doing with his previous hamstring issues? Thanks for providing us with great content. Thank you, my brother. Um, yeah, he had a day, but Zach,
4: you heard uh he got banged up a little bit, maybe. I read that he had some um I can't remember the source, but I remember that I read that he had some uh hamstring or lower leg discomfort. Uh, He might have come up lame. Uh, He might have just stepped wrong. It doesn't seem too serious right now, but if it's a hamstring, as we learned with KJ last year, and as we learned in general, they are so tricky because they're easily re-aggravated and they take a while uh, to fully rehab. So we have to hope the best for KJ. Right now, it's looking like nothing major, but based on what uh, happened to him last year, based on his history, something to keep in mind. Here's what Vic
3: said today after practice uh, regarding... K.J. Hamler's health, quote, we took him out there at some point at the end. He just got a little tightness, nothing to worry about, a cramp, I believe. But other than that, fine. So a little cramp, little tightness, and they're just playing it safe because it's the early days of camp. And I talked to a few guys who were there that said he looked good today. He looked explosive, fast, twitchy, like that guy that you know he can be. That's what he looked like today. And so when he started getting a little tightness, they just said, hey, err on the side of caution. Go sit down at the end. I just
4: don't want this to be a Deshaun Jackson where he's constantly plagued by hamstring or leg injuries that either uh, take away his availability or sap his explosiveness. I mean, he's not a possession receiver. They didn't. They don't need him to be that. They need him to be fast and get down the field. And if he's ailed by something that prevents that, it's a problem for Denver. Uh, but look at, you know, Dak Prescott today. He had some shoulder discomfort. Then he had an MRI, and now he's day-to-day. So this is how things kind of materialized now. We have to hope it's nothing major. And Vic Fangio is being upfront with us about what happened to KJ because he led us astray with Baron Browning. We still don't know what's wrong with Baron Browning. We still don't know that for certain. So we have to hope he's he's uh, telling it as it is when it comes to KJ.
3: Talking about the gang all here, we got Zachary Smouse in the house. It's good to see you, my friend. It's been a minute. He says, just because with the $5 super chat, you are kind, my friend. And we've missed you. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Hope you have continued to flourish in your podcasting career. It's been great to see that. So hope all is well with you, my friend. And then, Zach, we've got one more that came in late uh, from Bradley, the bus driver, as he has said to me before. Uh, he, he's got a super chat here that uh, – where is it? Here it is. BD Dutton, $5 super. And then his comment is, going to try to make the Jets game. Look forward to the season with my priests. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Awesome, dude. We do too. It's going to be a gas. And with that, Zach, we got to get going. So sign us on off. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. Same time for the Mile High Mailbag. We'll have Luke on again to get the skinny.
4: Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in tonight with your uh, comments, questions, with your debates and your feedback. We appreciate, like I said, each and every one of you. Whether you're pro lock, pro Bridgewater, whoever, we appreciate all the interaction. Chad, I hope you have a great night. Thank you for everyone for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, this was the Huddle Up Podcast. Be sure to follow the Huddle Up Podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Uh, You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't already, guys, go to huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Get yourself a shirt, hat coffee cup, anything you can think of. It's probably there. Uh, we appreciate Everyone's patronage to the store. If you haven't already, also facebook.com slash my huddle pod, like the page, follow the page and also facebook.com slash my huddle. You're going to see a big blue button right there. Click it, become a supporter. You're instantly uh, given access to exclusive content Calderman's Corner on Sunday afternoons, uh, Trickle Zone with Eric Trickle, and Broncos Book Club with, as you can see right there, Mr. Chad Jensen. But if you can't do any of that, we, we still love you. We still appreciate you. We ask you to do three things that take five seconds. Subscribe, like, and share. Helps us grow more than you know, more than we appreciate. We love each and every one of you for doing that. We are off until tomorrow night. Mile high mailbag recap of Broncos training camp part two, day two with Mr. Luke Patterson. Uh, Chad, I will see you there. Take care, guys.
2: And as always, go Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair.